ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the You Mad Bro podcast, and I warn you of mature content ahead. This show aims to tackle controversial topics going on in the world on a week-to-week basis. The platform of this program is opinionated and occasionally supported by examples and facts, but does not ever aim to be definite. That being said, the views offered by our hosts and guests are not intended to offend or hurt the feelings of any person, no matter their race, gender, sexual orientation, political viewpoint, etc., They only serve as catalysts for poor attempts at humor and maybe a different way of thinking. If you're such an individual that is easily offended or cannot handle your own viewpoints being challenged, you've been adequately warned to not participate. If you're still with us, then please stand, kneel, or lay down. Just be sure to remove your ball caps for the national anthem. What? You mad, bro? Settle down, settle the fuck down, because this is going to be a week. I went down the rabbit hole, and the rabbit hole won. Yeah. As, as it typically does. This is the You Mad Bro podcast, and I'm pretty heated up. Um, find it anywhere podcasts can be found. Most important place, of course, ambiguousproduction.com with all the other great content. Sam Bustle Show is up. It is on the website. Check it out if you like movies and entertainment. But of course, the main important show, the flagship, You Mad Bro podcast, um, found across all social media at You Mad Bro Pod, You Mad Bro Podcast on Facebook. Nash, are you ready to talk about? Antifa and the Proud Boys. See, I I knew what Antifa was. They pop up a lot. Did you have no idea what the Proud Boys I was? No, absolutely no idea what the Proud Boys were before you sent me this. Oh, this is gonna be exciting. This is fantastic because the origin of the Proud Boys is something I forgot. Honestly, because every time I hear the term Proud Boys, I'm like Proud Boys, Proud Boys. Why does that sound so familiar? I'm like, oh yeah, Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan, Nash, Joe, <laughs> Joe Rogan. Rogan. Yeah. Joe Rogan has nothing, nothing to do with the Proud Boys, but um, one of his famous guests, Gavin McGinnis, who's been on a Gavin few times, McGinnis, yeah. is very famous with the Proud Boys. He is one of the founders of the Proud Boys. But we are talking about the Proud Boys and Antifa because uh, last weekend there was another demonstration in Portland. Um, these guys were part of demonstrations in Charlottesville. I think it was the Proud Boys in Charlottesville. Um, but any basically, anytime these guys meet, all hell breaks loose. So (laughs) what we're going to talk about today is one, the backstory on the Proud Boys and who they are as an organization. Um, What happened at the protest, the media's response, Trump's response, and what should be done about these two radical groups? I'm calling them radical groups. Um, So Nash, are you ready? I'm ready. I think radical group is a fair thing to say to both of them. Yeah, it is. Um, So, Proud Boys organized a march in Portland last Saturday and were met with counter-protests from Antifa. Portland! 13 arrests, 13 arrests were made. A few minor injuries reported. Portland's mayor is pleased that the city avoided the, quote, worst-case scenario. Well, Mr. Mayor, how the fuck you <laughs> thank, watched? Thank God. What standards are we going off of? Well, we didn't do the worst right? job yet. <laughs> like, like it, it was... It was bad. It was fucking bad. If you watch the videos, which we all link to on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook throughout the week, it will be linking there. Go make sure to give a like and a share and comment. Um, Both sides see themselves as the victor of the day, which is something else we're going to talk about. The fact that both sides think they won, quote unquote, won, which means, well, how the fuck you win something like this? Um, With Trump tweeting, he wants Antifa (laughs) to be classified as a terrorist group and Portland's mayor saying he does not want a Proud Boys organization back in the city. Um, There's a lot, a lot to unpack, a lot to go through here. So Nash, the Proud Boys... Proud yeah. boys, we're the proud boys. Hey, 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 proud boys. That's their theme song from now on. I was about to say, is that, <laughs> is that a thing <laughs> they do? <laughs> no, I don't know. I, I am not a proud boy. Um, so proud boys um, is essentially has turned and morphed into a white supremacist group. Um, <laughs> all male, well, mostly male saying, you know, that. The superior race is white people. That's not how it started, Nash. That's not how it started at all. Not um, how it started. At all. So this was founded by Gavin McGinnis, and Gavin McGinnis is a Canadian. He is an uh, intellectual, might be like a philosopher or something like that, but he's pretty politically active, and he's he's a fucking weird dude. If you listen to him on the Jorgen yeah, podcast he, a few times, he's a fucking he, strange dude. 
he's ridiculous. He's one of the most. He is ridiculous. But just because he's ridiculous doesn't mean he doesn't one have, I guess, not valid points, but doesn't mean he shouldn't have the right to speak. It doesn't mean he shouldn't have the right to voice his opinion. He he's kind of a little more ridiculous than Ben Shapiro, because at least Ben Shapiro is at least reasonable in some points. But ben he's Shapiro, on that kind of ben, ben Shapiro isn't so like name calling. You know what I mean? Yeah. McGinn- McGinnis is very, very sarcastic. He is very sarcastic. So he started the, this little group called the Proud Boys, and it started as a joke. It was literally designed to fuck with people. It was supposed to be um, a group where it's designed for men to do man shit, quote unquote man shit, for no rhyme or reason, no more or no less. Um, and pretty much it was just like him and his friends would go to a bar and just kind of fuck around and do these private meetings, do whatever. There's this tier system for how to get in. And part of the initiation, and actually, this is not, I'm not kidding. This is an actual quote. Um, one of the initiation to get in, um, you have to recite five breakfast cereals while other members beat you up. Oh, classic gang initiation. Minus Sounds the like cereal. <laughs> <laughs> so this, this was founded to be a joke. So you might ask yourself, Will, how does it go from, you know, men beating each other up over cereal? Uh, the to bar fight politics? club. I'm like, literally. The bar fight I, breakfast club. I was, I was literally going, and I was like, dude, this reminds me so much of Fight Club. Fight Club is literally just, let's go beat the shit out of each other and get out on marital aggression. <laughs> do fucking man shit. Whoa, hashtag man shit. And then it turned into, we're fighting the socialists. We're fighting the good cause. We're blowing up government buildings because bankers. So it's just like. Yeah. I, what? I think- this escalated rather quickly. <laughs> I think I think a good thing to point out too is also like it, it didn't start as like men's clubs start, you know what I mean? It wasn't like it didn't have a it didn't have a serious connotation on it. You know, it was it was pretty much making fun of men's clubs. Exactly. Like that like it's it was it wasn't trying to be anything serious or legitimate. <laughs> And it, it's, it's supposed to be a spoof on men's club. <laughs> morphed into like an alt-right white supremacist organization. Well, because the Proud Boys, it really took off. A bunch of people joined, you know, the numbers grew. Um, and you get that kind of group think where, you know, people want to defend each other. Like they're, they're, they're a group. They have each other's back. So as I said, McGinnis is like a political speaker. He's a conservative. He has his crazy viewpoints. But he would go to college campuses and speak about his ideas and try and, you know, have, I guess, from his perspective, rational discourse. And he would do it, you know, upon invitation, like, you know, through proper channels. He wasn't just walking up (laughs) and starting yelling. So you ask how it gets political. Well, guess who protested and said he shouldn't be there? I'll give you three guesses. All of them are Antifa. (laughs) <laughs> so Antifa would go and protest him and say he doesn't have the right to be there, try and shut him down, try and suppress his free speech and do all this shit. So you have the Proud Boys have his back. So this is literally like the outsiders. These, these two <laughs> gangs just don't like each other. And literally McGinnis was on Rogan's podcast a few years ago. I think it's episode 971. Um, where he says party initiation to get that fourth tier, like the Scientology main tier, you have to get in a fight. You have to be punched in the face and punch someone else in the face. This is where it gets wrong from McGinnis's perspective and the Proud Boys. He would tell his members to fight Antifa, punch them in the face to be fully initiated, which they would. And that is where the violence begins. And Antifa would go back from there. Um, and every time these guys meet, they're both looking for a fight. Now, who started the fight? Um, that's a that's a question up in debate, Nash. Like, who yeah. do you think is? I think we can both agree both are to blame here because both groups are violent groups. But where is the root of this? Where does it start? Yeah, let's. I mean, let's look at both groups. You shouldn't allow either one of them because they both openly encourage violence. That, that just seemed. It seems idiotic to me. Uh-huh. Like, like, good job, Portland. There are only like what thirteen people arrested and one sent to the hospital. Like, g- good work. But you literally invited the group 
that was based off of bar fighting versus the group that I, I don't know how to describe them. They don't understand what they are. A, a group Antifa? without a, a group without a leader that doesn't understand the title of their group. <laughs> like. So um, before we kind of get into that and what happens, McGinnis, Gavin McGinnis has since left and condemns, denounces the Proud Boys. He realized it got way out of hand and he is no longer associated with them saying he pretty much says, fuck those guys. Um, you took my fucking gay club and made it into a hate group. The FBI considers the Proud Boys a hate group, as they well should, personally. Um, now, before we get any further, Nash, I do not agree with their statements. I do not agree with the ideology. I do not agree in white supremacy. I do not agree with Proud Boys. I think they're a disgusting group. That being said, it was founded as a joke, and it's fucking hilarious. It's founded as a joke, and they didn't get it. Clearly, they didn't get it. But I'm, honestly, I'm not a white. I'm not a white supremacist either. I didn't know he had to say that, but I'm not one. <laughs> I know we have to say that. Uh, we, we, fuck the Proud Boys. Fuck them. But this is where we're going to kind of start digging into Antifa. And I don't want people to misconstrue saying you're not digging into the Proud Boys. We just did with the ridiculous backstory. Um, and they're not innocent, yeah. but the media blames everything on the Proud Boys, which I just love saying Proud Boys. First of all, great name. Um, but that's wrong because it's just as much, if not more, Antifa's fault. So let's get into the actual protest. On Saturday, the Proud Boys, a male-only right-wing group that considers themselves to be patriots and Western chauvinists, has been listed as a hate group by the Southern Poverty Law Center, planned a march in the area in the city's downtown. Demonstrations ended up lasting over six hours until officers declared a civil disturbance. An estimated 1,200 people turned out. That's a lot of Proud Boys, let me tell you. Yeah, um, that's a couple That's a proper, couple proud guys. Yeah, they're really proud of their white heritage, apparently. Other right-wing groups like the Patriotic Prayer also turned out, but were met with counter-protests led by Antifa. Okay. I don't agree with them, but I agree with their basic right to be there as protesters. As long as they do not causing or inciting violence, they're not causing harm to others or themselves. They have a right to protest. No matter what the fuck they believe, no matter what kind of bullshit they're saying, and it is bullshit. I'm going to say that again. It's fucking bullshit. But I will defend to my death their right to protest peacefully. Yeah, I would too, but I think it's kind of hard when you openly say you're a violent organization. This is true. <laughs> like to me, that, to me, that just seems idiotic. Like somebody didn't do a Google search on this permit this protesting permit or whatever they had like that, that just seems clearly good isn't going to come from it mm -hmm. so antifa or anti-fascist which is what it stands for which is so hilarious is a left-wing group who mainly protests far-right groups and leaders that they perceive as fascist or bigoted so their idea is to suppress the hate you know ignore the hate fight the hate Fighting the good fight, if you will, which, in my opinion, is a good idea on paper. You know, the, the whole ideology of Antifa is something I do support. It's something I personally agree with. You know, you should kind of fight this bigoted hatred, but you kind of have to do it in the right way. The way by, way by fighting bigotry and hatred is not bigotry, hatred, and violence and intolerance. I kind of have to agree. You don't fight with sort of the same mechanism unless, you know, they're literally forcing you. They opted out to go in there and start violence or continue it. The amount of violence that would have happened would have definitely been minimal if they were not there. And that's sort of that's sort of the confusion that I have around this movement because I knew about the anti-fascist movement because of World War II, my studies that I had, that I took, that I've taken in World War II because it started as an Italian anti-fascist movement against Mussolini who, you know, Mussolini had this, this group of people, the black shirts that were World War I veterans that were essentially his honor guard when he was first gaining political power. And they were called black shirts because they literally wore black shirts. They wore all black. And you know what they would do? 
they would they would beat up and kill people that disagreed with them. And uh, that's pretty much how he ascended to power, because everybody was pretty afraid to speak out against him. Because he had a group of random people who knew how to use weapons, who knew fighting and tactics. And uh, yeah, he used them as they used themselves in warfare. And I, I didn't know. I don't necessarily know what Antifa is nowadays because they have no leader. They have no central organization. They have online. They're online. They organize mostly over social media. See, they want you to think they don't like there is no set leader like um, not Dawkins, Richard, Richard, something, Richard Spencer, Dick Spencer, I think, is that he leader of like the like white, white nationalists, whatever. Yeah. But they don't have a set leader, but they are actually very organized. They want you to think they're not organized, but they are. Um, but they do not have like a set spokesperson, leader, fan page, whatever. But they are actually pretty organized. And they do show up to these rallies dressed in all black, covered their faces, they wear masks, and they're going there looking for a fight. They go there armed with like knives or bike locks or hammers or bats. They don't have guns because they don't believe in guns, which is hilarious. Um, <laughs> but they go there, they go there armed. So, and this got violent again. Um, according to police, 13 arrests were made for reasons including disorderly conduct, attempted assault, unlawful use of weapons, resisting arrest, and possession of weapon in a park. Officers seized several weapons and said six people were injured going to the hospital. Most injuries, however, were minor. So that's good. But there was violence. Uh, now, the media will say that there was no violence incited by Antifa, but that's just a plain out lie. That's just plain out inaccurate. There was plenty of video evidence, evidence which we will link to. YouTube videos showing. Um, as I said, they are wearing all black. They cover their faces. They're screaming. They're chanting. They pulled an old man out of a bus, tried to pull him out of a bus, and smashed one of the windows with a hammer. They bring knives. They try to bring guns. And they chant in riot gears. They chant at cops. All cops are bastards. They tell them, you should shoot yourselves and commit suicide. Yeah. That's that's your protest? That, that, really? That. That's your protest. And the media, the media doesn't cover that. They don't say that at all. They say this is this is Antifa. They're fighting a good fight against hatred, racism, and bigotry. They're fighting against Nazis, which I'm also gonna touch into how they call them they, the fact that they call them Nazis really fucking pisses me off. Yeah. But they look for violent acts, they look for incite violence, they're going there looking for a fight. Yeah. I, I was I was doing some some I was trying to look into Antifa nowadays just to get an understanding of what it is. And there's violence everywhere. There's violence every time they go somewhere. They're always starting a fight. It's it doesn't. And I was reading this piece from Teen Vogue. So, you know, it's great information. <laughs> no, it's, <laughs> I, it's hard to find actual information on what Antifa is because it's just. They go they go to prevent people from talking or protesting. And so said said, you know, they don't like to do violence. They don't like violence, but it's a necessary tool in their tool belt to use it, which I agree. If I was fighting fascism, violence would be pretty high up there in tools to use. But what they're doing is sort of fascist. A little bit. And that's kind of that's kind of how I said earlier, they don't really understand the name of, you know, they don't understand the meaning of their name because they're All right, Nash. Can you what what is a fascist? Define a fascist <sighs> for the people. Who All right, don't know. so fascism is essentially you give central power to one single person in a government. They have absolute control, but it isn't based off of bloodline. It isn't based off of any military or governing expertise. It's just they that one person is the government. They have absolute say of what they want. And when we've seen fascism practiced, it ended up with roughly 60 million people dying, I think. That's Hitler and uh, Mussolini are, you know, the most notorious ones. Yeah, it was 50 between 50 and six, World War II between 50 and 60 million casualties yeah. across the whole war. And see, the thing that happened with fascism um, historically is the United States saw fascism as more of a threat than communism. That's why we joined with Stalin. 
Although that kind of was an mm. incorrect thing to do because communism doubled the amount of people killed under fascism. <laughs> Maybe because we ended fascism, but who knows? <clears throat> you can't really speculate in history. You can only or you can't really usually use hypotheticals. We only know what happens. And uh, <coughs> that's sort of they, they, they don't necessarily claim religion either. Religion isn't necessary. So that's, again, how it diverges from a monarchy. But, uh, yeah, by restricting freedom of speech, that's a fascist practice. You can't talk bad about the state. Mm. It's one person who is the state. You can't talk bad about one person. My thing is, the reason people used to hide their faces in an anti-fascist movement is because they didn't want to get hunted down in the night and murdered. Because they were fighting real fascists who would do that. These people... Based on their hair color, hair colors, I can assume <laughs> are very left, are very <laughs> left wing. And they, I definitely guarantee they think they, they are convinced beyond all, all reasonable belief that they are doing the right thing when they're not. Yeah. And they, they, they say all Trump supporters are racists, all Trump supporters are Nazis they're generalizing. And this is something that pisses me off because if you if you are calling the Proud Boys Nazis, it just seems to me that you're uneducated, that you don't actually know what a fucking Nazi is and what they actually well, they did. clearly like you. don't. Yeah. No, they, they clearly ahead. don't know what fascism is. That they, too. A like, fascism has. I, I've I've been on a history. Go ahead. Sorry. No, you're fine. But fascism has no restrictions in the in the fascist leader. Trump, as much as you hate him, as much as you want to hate him, as much as you want to disagree, you can no in no way say he is a fascist. There are countless failsafes to prevent him from doing anything in the government. He's essentially people really don't understand. The president is it's the it's the weakest. It's one of the weakest branches in the government. It's probably is. No, it is the weakest branch mm -hmm. in the government. Why? Because you shouldn't give all the power mm -hmm. to one person. We learned our lesson through history in that. It's not very good. Bad things tend to happen. Mm -hmm. And yeah, 100 percent. So strongest, strongest, would you say is what Congress or the courts? <sighs> that's a debate. See, Congress. I'm just I'm just curious. That is, that's a big debate. I'm just curious. I would personally say the courts because they interpret the, 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 what Congress says. Yeah. I mean, based on literal authority, it's uh, Congress. Congress has the ability to declare war. Um, the thing with the judicial branch, they have no direct power. They rely on the president and Congress to administrate their authority. Mm -hmm. Congress and the president, on the other hand, they can the president can go to war for 100 days before Congress forces them to stop unless they force them to stop mm -hmm. quicker. I would say the legislative branch is the most authority. Mm -hmm. And so okay. if they're I mad with the government, with you should go protest, you know, your, uh, your legislators. <laughs> yep. Right. Right. Your congressman. <laughs> but they, they like, I, I, I'm, I'm sick of it, Nash. I'm sick. And I bet these people are sick with too being called Nazis because they're not Nazis. They're fucking assholes. They're dumbasses, and they have a shitty ideology. But they're not Nazis. Nazis rounded up people, put them in camps, had them literally test. They were tested on weapons of warfare. Like I've been on a like big history binge. I've been reading this book called Operation Paperclip. Oh, yeah. And you know what we did after we won the war? You know what we did with those Nazis? Some of Hitler's closest Nazis. We brought them over to America. We got to the moon. And they worked for us. And you know what happened? One of them became the head of fucking NASA. And you know what happened after that? They got named one of the most prestigious honors in science today. I forget the name of the award, but it's named after a, one of the biggest, most prominent Nazis in Germany. And it's still given out to this day. I believe it's Pete. So to call. Is it Peter, Va Peter Von Braun or Von Braun? It's definitely it's, Von yep, Braun. That's, that's the one. one. That's that's the one. That's him. And you know what he did? Like there was this there was this one guy because after World War One, you know, like, the UN was formed like, hey, chemical warfare, gas, 
don't don't do that anymore. This is that's a crime against humanity, and you weren't supposed to do that anymore. You know what Germany did? They still did it. Mm-hmm. They stay. They tested. They tested on Jews. They tested their chemical warfare on Jews. And they had when they raided the camps. I think it was Auschwitz. They found this gas. They didn't know what it was in these big barrels. And what they did, and they found in the notes, if they dropped um, just two drops on a bunny, that bunny was dead within minutes. And they were going to drop these bombs, these gas bombs over England and Britain. And all the gas masks that they had for civilians in case that happened were going to be completely useless, completely ineffective. Those are Nazis. Those are the real Nazis. Yeah. To call these people Nazis makes it's just a disservice to actual Nazis. Yeah. Well, it's it when you falsely use terms like that, nothing you say can really be taken seriously. You're going to such a drastic end that's incorrect it's, that people are going to put you off no matter what you're saying. And I It's like when AOC said the concentration camps at the border. It's what? Yeah. What? <laughs> it's what? <laughs> it's disturbing. Do you know what they did at concentration camps? They had them digging tunnels underground Berlin on end. And if they died, they just left them yeah, there. The big- they didn't give them tools. They had to work with their bare hands. The biggest. That's a concentration camp. Yeah, the biggest thing to come out of those as a plus for the Nazis or that was it was free labor. Free slave labor. Yeah. And to go off of what you said, it's a horrific reality that we know so much about hypothermia, the effects of hypothermia, because of experiments that went on during that, during World War II. Mm-hmm. We're on captives. And so and s- if you want to say, you know, they're Nazis, you better have some evidence to bring to the table. Some some pretty yeah. compelling Find me evidence. One proud boy who has done anything close to that, and I will suck your dick. Even if you're a girl, suck it dry. <laughs> it's infuriating. Yeah, no, I I agree. It is. They just they clearly don't understand very much about what they're doing there. And then the media defends them. The media literally defends them. Um, but before we get into the media and bash the media, because I love bashing the media now, it's one of my favorite things to yeah. do. Um, I want to talk about maybe the reason why they actually go to these events in the first place. Joe Biggs, who planned the rally from for the Proud Boys, told the or- Oregonian, that's a terrible name for a newspaper, that the group achieved its goal. Quote, we wanted national attention and we got it. Mission success. That sets it all right there. <sighs> attention. All they wanted was attention. Yeah. And honestly, I think I think they go to these rallies now knowing that Antifa is going to be violence. They know exactly what's going to happen, and that's exactly what they want because it makes them look like the victim. And they can point at the media and saying, hey, media, you're wrong. We're right. Yeah. Look at all this attention we're getting. Thanks for the free press. Yeah. And in defending Antifa, you make the Proud Boys look like – the good guys. And I I looked for Proud Boys trying to incite violence. I looked very hard. I wanted to find it. But I couldn't find it. The only thing I found was Antifa being pissed off, Antifa being violent, and the Proud Boys looking like victims. Which they're not. They're disgusting people. It's Antifa's just more disgusting at this point. Yeah. Which is which is really hard to say. And I can't believe those words just came out of my mouth. Yeah. I mean, It's, 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 God, it's so dumb. It's so dumb and pathetic, both sides of them. Mm-hmm. So Mayor Wheeler came out with a statement after the, um, a few days after earlier last this week or last week. It's quote, at a time where people are expressing hatred at a time when people are expressing intolerance, when there's rhetoric that is aimed predominantly at women and people of color and immigrants, it creates a sense of uncertainty, that a sense of fear. And so Mr. Br- Mr. Biggs and others saying that they're going to come here, that feeds into that sense of fear. So I want to be very clear. We do not want him here in my city, period. To which I have to say, what the fuck are you talking about? Did you not watch the same like riot? Um... Now, I don't necessarily have a big I, – I, I don't like this statement because he's not wrong. They do 
express intolerance against women, people of color, and immigrants. But I would say more fear is coming from Antifa with all the violence. Yeah. I, yeah, it's not a good mix. What more fear is coming? Now here's, my, here's, here's my question. I'm also pissed off he's completely, he's completely ignorant to Antifa. Like, you can't just ignore what they're fucking doing. Yeah. Now, can, can he legally prevent future protests from the Proud Boys? Yeah, why not if the FBI says they're a hate group? I don't see why why they couldn't. Mm. If there's if you fear that people are going to get harmed, if they're not being genuine in in, you know, you can deny a permit. You you know, you want to get an extension on your house? That can get denied. It doesn't matter how well drawn up you have it. <laughs> it may look may mm-hmm. make the neighborhood look worse. I don't know. You can deny a permit. It's not that hard, and especially if they're a group that is labeled as the to, by the FBI as a hate group, and especially if violence is <laughs> is a you know is praiseworthy to them. I don't think that'd be very difficult at all. See, they're not they're so, not peaceful at all. That, that's the thing. I I don't care. Neither neither side's peaceful. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you do or what you believe. You have the absolute right to say whatever you want, whatever you want. I don't care. I may disagree, but you have the right to say it, because if we deny that ability, then you're drawing closer to fascism. Then you're drawing closer to a government that, you know, can't be criticized or to anybody that can't be criticized. And everybody needs criticism. That's just a fact. Mm hmm. It's it's so weird. Like I I agree with what Antifa says. I don't agree with what they do. I don't agree with the Proud Boys say. But it's it kind of it kind of sounds like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say I'm agree with what they do. But it's it's getting close. Um, but I, I can't believe they make they're, they're, they're kind of looking like victims. I don't even want to say that. Um, but I did I did think about this when I was going through the rabbit hole. I was like, what's the solution here? Um, Permanent ban from protests, I don't think, is a good call. Well, I don't. The, th- the thing with Antifa is, I don't even know if they're organized legally to protest in most of these places. I think they just kind of show up. At least that's what I discovered. I'm pretty sure for Portland, they didn't have that's any an, legal right to be there. That's an interesting point. They're. This is not the first time this happened. Like a month or so ago, Antifa um, assaulted a conservative reporter, Andy Andy No, uh, NGO. Um, he's kind of made the media rounds. He was on Joe Rogan's podcast. I have not listened to it yet, but I found some clips, which I'll link to below. Um, so you guys can check those out about his experience with Antifa. But that's interesting, Nash. Like, because how how does how does one set up to protest? Well, you have to, you know, get you have to get permission from the where you're going to protest because streets have to get cleared. You, you know what I mean? There, there, there's a lot of municipal things to go into it other than safety, just to make sure the city runs and operates smoothly. It, it, it impacts a lot of people, a lot more than just the police. Cause now you have people that have to, mm-hmm. you have people that, you know, transit, you have people that have to clean, you have all the businesses. Yeah, you've got businesses. You've got all this stuff going on in a city on what would be a normal day. And so you have to organize around that. And if you don't, you're disrupting the general order of things, which is kind of the point mm-hmm. of a protest. But you're allowing your voice to be heard publicly and you are impacting those places because some businesses are guaranteed to close. People are definitely going to be forced to hear what you're saying to some extent. Because you're probably picking a pretty highly populated area. And so, you know, your voice is still being heard, but you're doing it in a reasonable manner. (laughs) You're not shutting everything down and just causing mayhem for the sake of mayhem. You're being given an audience. Mm -hmm. So my kind of not solution, but something that could be done. I think both groups should have the right to protest, their First Amendment right taken away for one year. 
because they have violated their First Amendment right. Um, but I think that's something we should be able to get back. You know, go back to the drawing board, regroup, and really, like, if you have a leader, think about what your values are. And because every time these groups, quote unquote, protest, violence ensues, and that's not protected. Yeah. So that should be taken away. Not forever. I don't think think that's right. But, you know, government's very slow. Give them a year. One year. Doesn't even need to be written down on paper. Just make it like an unwritten rule. Like, listen, no one allow these people to protest for a year and see what happens. Yeah. Well, that's another thing. It's not because of what they're saying. It's because of what happened. It's what they're doing. It's what they're doing. It's just it's just not right. And it's frankly ignorant on both sides. Mm hmm. So Trump's in our tweet, which is really which got the, the storm going and kind of stirred the pot, if you will. But I can't say he's completely wrong here. Trump's um, stirring the pot? Said, what? Quote, yeah, right? Who Unheard thought? of. He pisses in the pot, too, didn't you know? So, so, so that's the uh, taste. Quote, quote, major consideration is being given to naming Antifa in an organization of terror. Portland is being watched very closely. Hopefully the mayor will be able to properly do his job. So, Nash, I ask you the question. Should Antifa be considered a terrorist group? Should the Proud Boys be a terrorist group? Should both of them be a terrorist group? I think they would both qualify. I mean, my thing is, I think the KKK should be a terror group. Well, of course. Yeah. So I don't know. But I don't not. understand why the KKK isn't. Um, I definitely. Maybe they're not big I enough. I definitely think Antifa should. They're only going there to threaten people. That is literally their sole purpose yeah. is to prevent is to scare somebody into not being able to be heard. I think we should make it clear just so we don't generalize there. There are a lot of people who go support of Antifa who just go. They have they're peaceful. They, they bang on their drum. They sing their songs. They do the whole hippie thing from the 60s. But. Enough of them are violent. And I'm assuming it's the same way in the Proud Boys. Not all of them are violent. Yeah, well, but the problem is enough of you are violent. It's an issue of having an organization without any regulation. You have no idea who's in it. It honestly, mm-hmm. it could be totally people that have nothing to do with Antifa before or went there and just wanted to start a fight. But we'll never know. But I'm sorry. That's the organization that you're in where any anyone can sort of do it and you have no clear allegiance other than the fact that you don't understand what your name means. So, yeah, I can, I can see how there's a lot of misunderstanding. If that might if that might happen, it's perfectly reasonable. But it happens consistently every time. And personally, from from how I understand things, how I see things. If you don't hide your face. It's probably more of a worthy cause. Mm-hmm. You know what happened now? Huh? Go ahead. Well, you know what? Do you you know what happened when we declared our independence? <laughs> the, the founding fathers were like, all right, let's go scurry and hide. And we'll just say, yeah, the American people. No, they walked out and J- John Hancock said, yeah, I'm going to literally write my name as big as possible because they can come and get <laughs> me and they can come and kill me because I don't care. I'd rather be dead than be subject to somebody. That's fighting, you know, mm-hmm. totalitarianism. Not not, you know, crying and yelling and starting what looks like an attempt at a bar fight over somebody you disagree with. I think it gives them a big mm-hmm. pat on the back to to go and do that. And it's just like it's childish. All right. So, Nash, it's time to talk about Vox. You know, Sorry, I went in on this, that. This, this is the, no, it's, it's, it's uh, There's, not much, there's not much to say on Proud Boys. They've openly said why they're bad people. <laughs> Antifa's claim. Yeah, Antifa's, this, really, this really has been like, this really has been like 25 minutes of just bashing Antifa. Uh, but the first 15 minutes was bashing Proud Boys. It's ridiculous. Well, I mean, they are, they're not wearing masks. They're saying they're racist. They believe in white supremacy and the men are better. That Those are all things that I very strongly disagree with 
but they've already admitted to it. So I, there's not much more I can say about that. I, I right. <laughs> should they be banned? Yeah, probably. They want to start drunken brawls with everybody, <laughs> especially if you're not white or a dude. So, so yeah, I disagree with that. But Antifa, they they're claiming a lot of things that are just not the case, and then they run away. And they have the media on their back. Yeah, like someone on CNN compared um, the the white nationalist white supremacists to a cancer which they are of course but they compared antifa to radiation and it's their job to literally fight the cancer it will see i don't think antifa is very good at defining cancer no they're actually very bad fighters they don't know how to they're just bad at it. That's the main thing. Like they're they're bad. They just do not. They're very violent, but they're not. They're not good at it. <laughs> it's very weird. It's very weird. But um, but they are violent. They're violent enough, and it's only gonna get worse. But this is a video from Vox, um, which you know Stephen Crowder's friend, the at Gay Wonk, did a video. Um, and this was his whole argument. I'll link to it at You Madwell Podcast. And his, his, his arguments pretty much I mean, yeah, there is violence, but the violence is an outlier and it's outlier bias. The media is only covering the violence because that's what gets clicks and that's what gets headlines and that's what draws the attention and it draws the attention away from the actual cause, which is peaceful. Ignore the violence and focus on the message behind the violence. Oh, also, and it's violence against Nazis. So that's clearly okay. What? It's violent. The fuck are you talking about? That's like that's that's his argument. That's like when Trump said that I'm sure there were good people on both sides. And the media had mm-hmm. a field day with it, which. First off, if you're absolutely saying there aren't good people on both sides, you're you're wrong somewhere. Mm-hmm. There, there's bound to be at least one good person on both sides, no matter what. But it, I mean, that's just it's so aggressively incorrect. Like, you know, you know why Kent State was such a powerful thing? They put flowers yeah. in the fire. Yeah, they didn't bring clubs to it. <laughs> they didn't bring clubs. They killed they killed they killed literal innocent people. Yeah. And another big misconception about Kent State is that it was very like a hippie college. It wasn't. It was a normal college. It was it was, you know, liberal college because all colleges are liberal. It's a liberal arts college. But it it wasn't like, I don't know, I don't know what's a super liberal school. Someplace in California. Uh, that's going to say California, <laughs> UCLA, UCLA. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It wasn't like UCLA doing it. It was just like a, a pretty like blue collar, normal American college. And the thing was, there were so many people being taken and so many close friends and relatives that were dying in Vietnam, which they were like, why are we in Vietnam? Why are we defending the French's colony that they abandoned four years ago? I would ask myself that question, too. Antifa is <laughs> just like, I don't know, trying to get out rage or something. They, they <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> they're just they're just they're very angry. They're just so they're fucking angry. And they, they, they don't Trump, get their way. So they have to go hit people. Right. Yeah, they they disagree with what people think and they think they're in the right, which on paper, in theory, they are in the right, but their actions are wrong. Um, And the media is a big problem here. They portray Antifa as a necessary group to literally fight white supremacy where they should be condemning them. Oh, yeah, like Trump did. Remember remember Trump condemned the violence? Oh, yeah. (laughs) He did that, surprisingly. And, and, And he's right. There's good people on both sides sides i never thought trump would be so right about something the only thought the only problem he's wrong is that he doesn't i mean he does condemn the white supremacy 
but not as quick and as fast as Riz do Antifa, because he knows that's his base, unfortunately. That's a part of his base. Let me rephrase. It is a portion of his base. Yeah. So that's that's just politics. Shitty politics, petty politics, but it's still politics. Classic politics. Um, but some action needs to be done, Nash, because these, these riots, I'm going to call them riots instead of protests, are going to get worse. And you have one side who doesn't like guns, and the other side, who has a lot of guns, and they know yeah, how to use them. I was about to say them. a lot of guns, and they probably are familiar with them. And if you keep poking that bear, it's only a matter of time before the Proud Boys get angrier and angrier. The white supremacist guys get madder and madder, and they bring their guns. Not only do they bring their guns, they start firing. Yeah, I mean, look at what happened in Charlottesville. You don't even need a gun. A guy mm-hmm. had a car. Mm-hmm. Like how how much? It's like I, I don't know. It's like that's what they want. It's like they want the escalation to get so far out of hand. But you are literally a cause for the escalation. You are making the problem it. worse. Your actions are the opposite of what you're claiming. Kind of like your title. And I, I'm 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 scared for that day when they open fire on each other and you have a city street literally become a war zone. I'm scared too. And the worst part is it's, it's, it's aggressively predictable. It's just, it it probably will happen. And what happens when that happens? Because there's going to come some time where the media stops pushing an agenda. The media stops being biased. Like Nash, I think you told me this last week. History is not about right and wrong. It's about what happens. What happens. And that is what the media needs. The media needs to stop being kind of storytellers and need to stop being historians. Yeah. I mean. Just tell me what happens. It's like. And be honest about it. If they're going to push them to that point. You know, then they're going to have their literal smoking gun of, oh, well, this is why we're protesting them. You're part of the problem. You're not helping. You're high. You're running away. You're hiding from it. Mm-hmm. And literally back to Mr. Biggs's statement. Um, they only want attention. You know how you really fight these guys? You, you, by doing yeah, maybe you don't nothing. show up. You don't show up. You let them just do their thing because they're gonna be like, "Is this a failure?" Yeah, like, it would have been. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say like. I'm not gonna say the media shouldn't cover them because I think the media should always report on what actually happens. Like I don't. I don't. I don't support the media kind of not reporting a story because it's for the quote unquote greater good. Because um, then you're controlling the narrative. But if you're in Tifa, you disagree with these people. Just go let them do their thing. You know what? Disagree with them on Twitter. You, you know <laughs> what? Here's an idea, and I hope they pick this up. How about instead of going and, you know, hurting people and um, bringing more attention to them, how about you maybe the day before, maybe the week before, because they have to schedule when they're going to protest so you know when it's going to happen. Maybe you go and tell people, hey, racists and bigots are coming here. They just want attention. Maybe you should, you know, go out of town for the weekend. (laughs) Maybe you should go for a jog in a different park. Mm -hmm. But they won't do that because they're petty and they want attention. Like, it seems way more productive to me. And like, that's Mm -hmm. another the thing that really gets me is is them hiding their faces. That annoys the shit out of me. It's fucking cowards. Yeah, it's it's like you have to understand Martin Luther King getting arrested in Birmingham was a powerful event. Because he said he he's willing. To be taken under by this unjust law. Because people would see how ridiculously and unjust Jim Crow was. And people can't see that 
when you run in swinging, they see clips of you getting hit with tear gas. And I guess that's cool and fun to point your friends like, oh, yeah, that's me in that Hello Kitty black mask getting tear gassed. I guess that's fun. That's a cool pat on the back, but it's it's idiotic. If you look back at some of the most successful, memorable moments in protest history, um, it's where people are victimized because they're innocent. You have the scenes of cops spraying hoses on people, sicking dogs on people, people that's in the street doing nothing. You have Rosa Parks sitting on a bus. You have Martin Luther King being arrested. You have Nelson Mandela being arrested. You have the guy from Tiananmen Square literally standing in front of a tank to be dragged off and never seen again. They were in the right because they didn't do anything. Yeah. All they did was literally stand up for what they believe in. They got and they got it. in the way. And one they and got when in the push way. come to shove, the gun was at their head and they said, you got to go to jail. People saw that and saw how ridiculous it was to put a gun at somebody and take him off to jail like that. And so maybe you need to ask yourself. If that wouldn't happen to you. Is this really a worthy thing? Mm-hmm. And how can you. To believe in something you surely believe is right, that any reasonable person would believe, would agree with you and say you are right, and then hide behind a mask. Yeah. If I had any worry of fascism, you can guarantee I would be somewhere doing something about it. Because I wouldn't like Mm -hmm. to see the number become more than 60 million people dead. But I'd rather it be me dead doing something than... I don't know, falsely claiming somebody else of doing it. So I feel better about myself. Yep. And this this is both sides, Antifa and the Proud Boys. They represent the extreme of the left and right side of the political spectrum. They represent the divide in this country. They represent um, all the hatred in this country from both sides. Now, granted, these people are in the minority. They are in the fringe of the political spectrum. Most people, I like to think, are like you and me, who can just have a rational discussion. I got pretty heated. I got pretty pissed off, not going to lie. But you, you were level-headed all throughout. Very impressive. Very proud of you, Nash. That's you. <laughs> um, but I feel like most people are kind of like us. Um, but the fringe runs the show. That's how it's always been. And say what you want about Vox. I think Vox, that's the point he was trying to make. He's made it very poorly. The outliers are the ones who get the most attention. Yeah. That's just human nature. And it tends to be focused on the negative. That's also human nature. Like social media algorithms, they focus on a negative and people are arguing. You know why? Because it's human nature. But closing thoughts, Nash, both these groups are fucking disgusting. Both of them at fault for their own many reasons. They should both be labeled as a terror group, in my opinion. They should both not be allowed to protest, possibly for a, for a set amount of time. The Proud Boys use these rallies knowing that Antifa will come will come and be violent and that is their goal to make antifa look bad and when they do that they get their attention they consider it a success antifa's goal is to go shut them down by any means necessary and when that happens they think it's a success and it's it's just not what happens yeah um both sides look like shit and Antifa looks worse because they are in the right they do have the right idea and i think that's why i'm being so what we're being so critical of them because they have the right idea. They're just very poor at executing it. Antifa goes to these rallies to fight and then signs violence. Cut them both off. They both should be fucked. Yeah. Um, like when, when, when kids fight in school, they're separated. They both get detention and they come back and they get a second chance. Yeah. I mean. How, how, how hard is that? Really not hard at all. If. It's, you got to look at the product of this. That's kind of why I'm so mad at Antifa. Because what would happen if Antifa didn't show up? They weren't there at all. Probably nothing. There would be. I don't. There, I don't think at their. I don't think. I honestly don't think at their core, Proud Boys are violent, which is kind of weird to say, but they haven't given me anything to think otherwise. I mean, isn't one of the things like the highest honor you can earn is defending the cause? Yes. With your own body. 
So, I mean, clearly that's an, that's encouraging at least martyrdom to some degree. Okay. It's in their bylaws. <laughs> all right. I take that back. But <laughs> I think, but again, that was all founded on a joke. Yeah. I think you, you look at the byproducts of this. If Antifa wasn't there, and I'm, you know, being uh, giving a hypothetical, so you can poke holes in that all you want. I agree. But if Antifa wasn't there, I imagine they'd probably get 90% less news coverage. The Proud Boys would. They'd get 90% less news coverage because I bet nothing would have happened. I bet Portland. Because there's nothing, there'd be nothing to I cover. I bet Portland and the Portland insert generic news name here would have covered it. But I mm-hmm. bet that's about it. I bet that's all that would have happened. And it would have been local news. Instead, you give other white supremacists a clear enemy, somebody that wants to attack them. You, you give them something to rally behind. And you give them reason to rally because you're threatening them. You are literally threatening them with your presence. So the, the byproduct is it just becomes worse. The situation becomes worse. Because if you're going to push them, if you're going to push white supremacists into a corner like with that, you're going to make it them an easier selling point for other people, people that are on the fringe of being white supremacists. And if you discredit anybody mm. that's on the fringe of being white supremacists, you're a pretty terrible person. So it doesn't mean that they are. It means that they're probably confused. So I would imagine that all these white supremacists are confused and found an ideology that made them feel better about themselves. And so you can't use the same tactics. Proud boys like to fight. They like to get their name out. So don't fight them and get their name out. Do a different tactic, one that isn't violent and one that gets people away. You'll probably have a lot more success. Probably. Most definitely. <laughs> and uh, final thought, the media needs to stop taking sides. Um, they need to be more honest. Needs need to tell what the fuck happened and not push this stupid fucking propagandic na- narrative. Is propagandic a word? Huh? Propagandic? Is that a word? No. Propagandic. Well, they're pushing their propaganda. Yeah. Propaganda. It's it, they're pushing a narrative, and it, it just it just angers me. Like, how can you defend what they're doing? But Nash, I think that's a good place to wrap yeah. up. Yeah. Uh, we may we may just squeeze out an extra ten minutes there. I'm very impressed. Oh, nice. All right, uh, guys. Next yeah. week we are bringing back is the first of the month. That means. Nationalized period. I mean, and microaggressions. Microaggressions is coming back. Oh, we're doing microaggressions? Micro, next week. Uh, next oh. week, we're doing a full show on microaggressions. Oh, yeah. V, V2, just, just all about the common things that piss you off. Nash, give us a little tease of some things we could be talking about next week. Some things we could be talking about. Well, I bet you'd like that. Ben you? Shapiro is one of them. Yeah. I mean, you know, there are matters of equality that we could talk about a matter of uh hand gestures maybe might might be on there might be on there Ooh, the words the uh huh okay the, i like that i like that continue the words we use a little a little workplace teaser maybe 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 but yeah icebreakers put icebreakers on the list icebreakers you mean like icebreakers? That's a great. That's that's a great one. <laughs> <laughs> this, this, this the general idea of icebreakers. <laughs> Just like at a bar, like <laughs> how much does a polar bear weigh? Enough to break the ice. <laughs> yep. Yep. Or uh, cheesy pickup lines. That's another good one. <laughs> Dad jokes. That's a good microaggression. Hey. hey. <laughs> <laughs> I want to give them. I want to give them all. Yeah. Away. Come on. But that now. is next week, because guys, you're listening to the You Mad Bro podcast. Please tell us what you think about this crazy situation between Antifa and the Proud Boys. They're the Proud Boys. They're proud too. Hate, 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 hate. Do you want a joke? Was that better? Yeah, that was good. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, okay. So of course, this is me. It's me. It's really T. Will Tarashek. You Mad Bro podcast. Um, across all social media 
ambiguousproduction.com to find the podcast. Of course, we found across all social all social media and podcast platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google, all that. And Nash, uh, did you have a bicycle growing up? Did I have a bicycle? Yeah. Yeah. What, 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 what brand was it? Was it a mongoose? No, I don't know. You don't know what kind of... I had a Haro. It was just like a skater bike, well, and that bike was the shit. I, I miss the shit out of I'm the fourth out of five kids, so I technically had, like, four bikes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, lucky you, Nash. We can hold that next week, being the youngest child, and we'll be back next week as long as... You stay angry.